This podcast replay is brought to you by Top Gun Indoor Range, where the ladies can find self-defense classes and basic pistol concealed weapons courses available in both English and Spanish classes. Easy to get to just off the turnpike. Go to TopGunIndoorRange.com. By the way, I lost yesterday in the live app. You know, the Heat, the Heat won last night, and finally they won 115 to 106. So it's, there, it's I, I want to say it's early fourth quarter or maybe late third quarter, but Heat went up by six, and the line was Kings plus six and a half. So I was like, you know, let me take Kings plus six and a half because I don't think the Heat are going to maintain. And they did. They, to their credit, they passed the ball around. They moved it around. They had 38 assists. The, the, the one thing I will tell you about the Heat game last night that stood out to me, and, you know, some people are like, well, you know, they, uh, they had to kind of take a look in the mirror and they got to start turning things around. And, yeah, and maybe, yeah, maybe this is, you know, the moment and we'll see and all that. And I am a little bit more cynical about it. Um, to me, what happened last night, you won by nine – and Josh Richardson played like he would never play again in the rest of his career. <laughs> My man could not miss, went 6 of 10 from three-point range. He just, anything he was shooting up was going in. So he ends up with 24 points. And to me, that's kind of the outlier out of the whole matchup. You know what I mean? And it's the reason why they took off and they took that big lead and everything early on because he was just unstoppable, you know, and he was hitting his shots. He, he just came in hot, and that happens in basketball. That happens in pickup basketball with your buddies and the rec center, whatever it is. One dude comes in hot that day, and he's just hitting jumpers left and right, and you can't do anything about it, you know? It's probably happened to you. I know it's happened to me where I've had games where you just go off, and it's one of those days where you're just feeling it. It's not that you're a good player. It's just that that day, everything is falling your way. You know what I'm saying? And, again, it's not that Josh isn't a good player or anything like that. I'm just saying that's just not what he normally does. So it's kind of the outlier out of the whole thing. I, I got to see what happens from here on out, but I do give him credit, man. They won. Butler had 31, 7, and 6 assists. Bam had 16 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. So uh, the boys uh, got to two games over 500 at 25 and 23. They had 38 assists and 8 turnovers. So that was a very good ratio for the team last night. Good win. Good win. Yes, sir. Jimmy Butler cares. He cares. He cared yesterday. cares. Because you think about it, he misses 20 games with injuries. And probably doesn't try in another 25. So out of your 82, there's about 45 games that Butler is missing. And you've got to overcome all of that. And, you know, last night he, he came to play last night. Last night he came to play. This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Joseph is in. He says, Big O, you were right about Bam. Eight points last night. Yeah, man. He, it, it's, he doesn't have it in him. It's not who he is. It's not his DNA. He's not a leader. You know, uh, leaders are people that 
they won't be denied. There's a reason why they have leadership qualities. And there's a reason why they're willing to assume responsibility and take on the burden that comes with also being a leader. Because when you are a leader, you are also going to take a lot of heat too. You know, sure, you, people will look at you for direction, right? And that's your responsibility. I All of that, and you're going to get the praise when there's success. But you're also going to get all the heat, too, when it happens. That's part of being a leader. So you've got to be prepared to be a lightning rod. You have to be wired that way. And I'm just not... I've never seen it in Bam for him to be wired that way. I know he's a phenomenal young man. I know he's a great human being. I know he's an incredibly hard worker. And I know he's supremely gifted. That still doesn't make you a leader. You know, the leader is something that is inside of you. You can't really measure it because it's... It, there's a, it, it's really not a tangible. It's not how strong you are and how you can move something or no, it's not really anything that you physically can see. It's one of those things that it's just an aura. There, there's a gravitational thing to it. And people tend to follow leaders. Animals follow leaders. Mammals follow leaders. You know, it doesn't matter who it is. You know what I mean? And leaders have to be willing to go out there and be ahead of others and say things that others aren't willing to say and do things that others aren't willing to do and set examples of what needs to get done. That's just not Bam. Bam's the guy that follows and takes orders and is a great soldier. There are soldiers and there are generals. And unfortunately, and fortunately, Bam is a great soldier. So that's the fortunate part. The sad part is if we're expecting him to become a general, that's just not in his DNA. It's He's never proven it since he's been here. And that's... The, the, the examples are endless with BAM. And you can have all the writers in the world locally, okay? I don't care if it's Ira or Anthony or Tim Reynolds or anybody else, Jandel Richardson, I don't give a shit. Anybody that covers this team. And you can have them all write about all the glorious things that BAM is. He's not a superstar. Never has been and never will be. Just a, it's just not what he is. Not a star. He can be an all-star. Okay? And all-stars doesn't mean you're a real star, leader, that kind of stuff. You know, you, you can be a pretty good player and be an all-star. No big deal. You know? But a superstar, a franchise player, that's not what he is. He's not, he's not Alonzo Mourning. And he's not Tim Hardaway, and he's not Dwayne Wade, and he's not Chris Bosh, and he's not LeBron James. We've seen franchise players. We know what they look like, you know? And he's a, a slightly better P.J. Brown. 
It's what he is. As I've told you over and over again, we've had this guy in the in 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 the franchise. His name is Udonis Haslam. His name is PJ Brown. His name is Bam Adebayo. They're not superstars. They're not really franchise players. They're super important to your success. You, you, you can't really succeed without players like that. You have to have players like that. Doesn't make you a superstar. Doesn't make you a franchise player. Doesn't mean you can't be impactful and be very important and, and, and honored and admired and all that kind of stuff, which all of those things are bam out of bio. But what he isn't is, hey, franchise, get on my back. Here we go. It's not who he is. It's not who he's ever been. And he constantly proves that. And I keep saying it over and over again. The problem is we have an issue with nice people. And sometimes we have an issue of not really saying what they are. You know what I mean? And so Bam is such a great dude. I don't know if the people around him, I don't know if it's, you know, I, I get the team pushing it because that's their job to promote their players and talk them up as much as they, even if they're not as good as what they think they are, it's their job to talk them up and all that stuff. That doesn't mean we have to buy it. And too many have bought the BAM stuff, who's a fantastic player. Really, a super role player is what he is. He's the greatest super role player in the history of the Miami Heat. Okay? No doubt about that. I'm not going to take that away from the man. But um, he's not a guy that's going to impose his will. And in today's NBA, if you can't impose your offensive will, there's no shot at all at you being a franchise player or a superstar in this league. You cannot be considered a franchise player slash superstar in the NBA if you cannot impose your will. And Bam Adebayo does not know how to impose his offensive will on teams. It's just the way it is. Too passive. Uh, I thought maybe at the beginning of the year he was going to do it, but, you know, like I said, we have to wait and see, and he hasn't even come close to maintaining it. He completely got off of that a while ago now. Uh, the one thing that I'd like to see him, and he still doesn't do enough of it, is play closer to the basket. He's not an efficient player for his size. He needs to play closer to the basket. This podcast replay is brought to you by 3A Sports Graphics. 3A Sports Graphics is more than shirts. They're passionate about the custom gear that brings what you love to life. Call them at 786-251-3404. Jermaine, I'll never understand how Spo thinks it's a good idea for Tyler Hero to be in the starting team last night. Uh, Tyler played 34 minutes and was 5 of 18, 17 points in terrible defense. Well, he'll never play defense. That's not who he is. Let You know, let me tell you a little bit about Tyler Hero and what's going on with Tyler Hero because it's a dilemma. It's a problem for the Miami Heat. Why is Tyler Hero still in the lineup? Well, because if you're ever going to trade it, you got to showcase it. And, and because he doesn't deserve to start, I'm not arguing with you. I would have put his ass on the bench a while ago. But, you know, we've had this conversation with Ira and they're worried about feelings and all this shit. And in this world, we worry too much about feelings, way too much about feelings. I mean, people are just way too soft nowadays. Tyler Hero got paid, okay? Every, the Heat has done everything for Tyler Hero. They drafted him. 
They've been patient with him. He's broken down over and over and over again. You all out there, not you all, but some of you all out there, because obviously there's a bunch of you like me that you would have traded. You don't really, you know, you think Tyler Hero is just whatever. You keep waiting for the scowl, you know, from the from the bubble. He had his moment. That was years ago already. It's over. It's done. He's never recaptured it. He's never been consistent. He's never developed anything on a defensive side. He never stays healthy. The guy never accomplishes anything. Can't play a whole season. Can't really play like a stud night in and night out. Can't defend. You could tell me about all the skill set you want, dude. The most impressive thing about Tyler Hero is Katya. That's it. That That's my most impressive thing of his career. He found Katya. That's all. He got himself one fine-ass woman. That's it. That's his accomplishment in my book. It, it's just, I, I don't understand any of this. Now, here's where the Heat are screwed. They got to showcase him. That's why he's still in there. If you're worried about his feelings, but the problem is he already talked about it. Did you see it after the game? Well, you know, I'm trying to be more of a team player, a spot and shoot this, that, whatever. Brother, I don't want to hear your excuses and tell me that your struggles are because you're trying to be a team player. Can you play or not? Period. End of story. And you cannot be consistent. That's all. You can't bring it every night. And you can't stay healthy every night. You're unreliable every season. So stop waiting for Tyler Hero's moment from the bubble already. I'm so freaking tired of it. And yes, the Heat and Spolstra, you got to get to a point now where you say, enough's enough already. And send him to the bench. And if he pouts, too damn bad. And if it hurts the trade value, too damn bad but you're hurting the team. You know? That's all. Jaquez is a better player. Let's cut the shit already. You know? Let's cut the shit already. Jaquez is a better player. Uh, by the way, uh, Caleb is a better player. Now, Caleb has the same problem Tyler does. Caleb can't stay healthy either. Love Caleb Martin's game, but he is a sack of injuries also. But he's a better player, too. Enough already. You know, why those guys at least give you some defense, Haquez and Caleb. Tyler gives you nothing. Nothing. And if he's not shooting well, big deal. I'm I, Listen, I'm tired of the excuses. I'm tired of the lies. Basically, because when you write about them, you're lying to me. When you talk about them, you're lying to me. And when you're promoting them from within the team, you're lying to me. Not that you all mean to lie, but I'm just telling you. I'm tired of it. I'm done with it. I've been done with it for a long time already. So I get it. They need to showcase them just in case, whatever. They're worried about his feelings, whatever. Time to move on. You know, 
uh, life has a way of kicking you in the ass, right? You lose your job. I, I've lost my job. I've I've seen a company file chapter 11. You know, shit happens, dude. And you get you get hit with something and you get hit with bad news. And then what do you do? Do you just go crawl in a corner and cry? Is that what you're worried about with Tyler Hero? Well, then that's not the right guy you want anyways on your team. The, uh, the person I want to be associated with, the person I'd like to be, which is the person I've been my entire life is, something happens to me, all right, it sucks. How do I overcome? What do I do next? That's the way I look at life. I don't dwell on what the bad thing that happened to me. Plenty of bad shit has happened to me over the years. But what am I going to do, sit there in a the corner and cry and whine about it? Hell no. I'm going to fight. And so if he doesn't have fight in him because he gets sent to the bench, then it just proves over and over again why he's not the guy. If you're worried about him whining and crying because you sent him to the bench, then he's not the right guy anyways. Nobody wanted him in the offseason. Just like nobody wanted Lamar Jackson. And by the way, for all you Lamar Jackson idiots out there, nobody was regretting it. Some of you idiots made it sound like, oh, well, oh, nobody wanted him. Yeah, and they still don't want his ass because you have to run one specific offense that nobody else can run. And then it's a limited offense in the playoffs. It, this is the same shit, dude. Same shit. Nobody wanted Tyler Hero for a reason. So let's stop making something that isn't already. Let's just admit what it is. Tyler Hero's not worth the draft pick, not worth the salary. End of story. That's all. Not worth it. And the Heat have done more than enough for him. They drafted him. They've coddled him. They've tried to develop him. They've been patient with him enough we're years into his career just like bam out of bio now bam is great in what he does as long as you don't make it more than what it is some of you okay as long as the writers okay or anybody else that's on that stinking beat makes it more than what it really is he's a super role player stop trying to sell him as a franchise player because he's not and stop selling him like a superstar, because he's not. And there's nothing wrong with, we are about, we, we just retired the number of a super role player. Oh, and by the way, I have no problem with a Udonis Haslam statue outside of the Kaseya Center. I'm sorry, I was about to say American Airlines. I have no problem putting a super role player like Udonis Haslam, also a statue outside, just like Wade. Zero issues with that. How do you like that? There's nothing wrong with being a super role player. I love P.J. Brown. I love Udonis Haslam, and I love Bam Adebayo, but I know what they are. So I know what Tyler Hero is already. I've seen it for years and years now. It's enough already. Enough. You don't have a big three. You have a big one. 
and the one doesn't want to play in the regular season. Okay? He played last night probably out of shame. Really. Last couple of games, his effort, probably out of pure shame because he's just hearing everything and the team's so bad and all that. But that guy has zero interest in playing any basketball that matters in January or trying. So you have a big one. That's all you have on this team. And he doesn't show up till April. So let's stop. Let's not make this, you know, a big and 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 I know Ira said, oh well, I don't sell it as a big no, yeah. Everybody sells it as a big three because if you're telling, you know, we do have this conversation that you're a franchise player, you're not, right? With bam. We do, right? So if you're telling me, anybody that argues with me that you're a franchise player, then you are a big three, you're a superstar. Because that's what franchise players are. They're superstars. Tyler Hero is not a franchise player. He's not even an all-star. Bam Adebayo is an all-star, but he's not a franchise player. Everybody that makes it to the all-star game is not a franchise player. Just so you guys will know that, okay? Just means... You're a pretty good player, and you you know you can play the ball the game pretty damn well. Put up some pretty good stats, so you're an all star. Doesn't mean you're a superstar. Doesn't mean you're a franchise player. So it's time to move Tyler Hero to the bench already. It's time to start doing what's best for the team. You've lost seven in a row. You are five and eleven in the last sixteen. I don't think enough people are talking about that. They weren't talking about it when they lost five in a row or six in a row and now seven in a row. They are five and 11. Listen to me. They are five and 11. I understand that this is the first seven game losing streak of Spo's career. They are five and 11. That's horrible, especially for this franchise. And you're five and eleven because you keep relying on people like Tyler Hero to carry you. Let's get uh, Hakez back in a groove, and let's get him in the starting lineup. I think that's that's the important part. This podcast replay is brought to you by Top Gun Indoor Range, where the ladies can find self-defense classes and basic pistol concealed weapons courses available in both English and Spanish classes. Easy to get to just off the turnpike. Go to TopGunIndoorRange.com. Alex Toledo, Big O, please tell everyone how right you are about the Miami Heat. It's time to trade Jimmy and or Hero. Yeah, but that was, uh, I was right three years ago, not now. Now is the obvious to trade him now. You know, I was, before this last extension, you had to trade him. You know, and I know you had a nice run the last two years, but you didn't win it. And it's great to have the runs, but if you if you don't get that other star, the Jimmy Butler thing was never going to work out. It was, you're you're going to make some nice runs because you got a, the best coach in the business. But, yeah. Trading Jimmy now is going to be a, a lot harder um, because everybody knows he doesn't give a shit about the regular season. So what, you're going to trade for him and, oh, well, hey, Jimmy, we need you to try right now because we're trying to, you know, make a run here. We need you to try during the regular season. Is that how, is that how the conversation is going to go for a trade? It's kind of odd. So it, it's trading Jimmy Butler now. 
trading X now or even last year, okay? Great example. We still have a bunch of people, billions, that are that have no idea. They still think it's a scam, even though the dollar is the real scam, but that tells you how smart those people are because they don't really study money. So they don't even know their own dollars a scam. Yet this isn't. But, you know, that's kind of the way it goes. But wait till Bitcoin hits like 70 and 80 and 100,000. Then they're all going to FOMO in. Because then they got convinced. I mean, by now, if you see BlackRock and ARK Investments and all that getting in, and that doesn't, like, like the light bulb in your brain doesn't go off at this moment. Like the smartest and richest and most powerful people in the world are getting into this. That has not, if, if your bulb in your head has not gone on at that point. Okay. I'm it's fine. If you didn't listen to me a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Okay, fine. The big boys weren't in the mix. The adults weren't in the room. It was just as kids. Right. But the kids actually knew what was going on. This is one of the few things in life where the the normal, regular working stiff got in before the smart people. So this is the same thing now. You want to trade X after he's already done. After he has seven interceptions for three years, after he had 10 in one. You want to trade Butler now, now that you've thoroughly worn out his body. He can't hold up for a whole year. He can't, he, he does, he refuses to play in the regular season. So now you want to trade him. Okay, well, it's it's a little late now to FOMO in on the trade. This is why, what's one of our favorite words on the show? You must compartmentalize your feelings. Oh, man, I love what X did. He had 10 interceptions. But now's the time to get off the gravy train. It's hard to say that. Most of you didn't have the balls. You know why? You have this shit in your head that you think he was going to have 10 interceptions every year now. Now he has seven in three years. And you look at him. He he gets burned. He's just not the guy anymore. He's not a shutdown corner. He's not... He's not the guy that you're desperately missing next year because he's not himself anymore. So you're not desperately missing him next year. In fact, you're better off without him because he's severely overpaid. But you should have traded him when he had value fresh off 10 interceptions. And that way you sucker somebody else to think that nine or eight or seven are coming next year when it never happens. And it'll never happen again. And the same thing with Jimmy Butler. Now you've had many playoff runs, deep runs, which has put more wear and tear on his body. And everybody knows he doesn't try. So trading him now, and he has an attitude that is near impossible for most coaches to handle, near impossible for most, most organizations to handle. And by the way, can I, can I also add a caveat? Joel Embiid just got injured last night. I don't know how serious. Have you found out yet, Sean? Have you seen anything on how serious the Joel Embiid injury is? If he's done for the year, I actually feel that's your only option for Jimmy Butler. I don't think there's another team that has 
what it takes to step forward and trade for Jimmy Butler. Plus, let me also add this caveat. Three years ago or two years ago, you would have gotten a lot more for Jimmy. Now you've got to take on an enormous salary for the next couple of years for a player that doesn't play in the regular season and doesn't help you gain in the standings in the regular season. And so he's also got an attitude right with it. If you can't take all of that, then, or if you have to take all of that, you're going to give less. But two or three years ago, you didn't have nearly as much exposed. His body wasn't nearly as worn out. You haven't sold it already year after year that he doesn't give a shit about the regular season. A couple of years ago, you could have gotten by with that. Now you have thoroughly sold it the last couple of years that he refuses to play in the regular season. It becomes that much harder. So FOMO in on the trade for Jimmy. FOMO in last year, this year. You can't do it anymore because they're going to release him on the trade for X. You know, it's super easy. It's super lazy. Okay. Super lazy for Kendrick Perkins. But this is what they do on ESPN. Okay. On ESPN, this is the bullshit that they do. This is the bullshit that they do. Now is when you're going to mention it? Because, of course, this is going to stir it up. It'll get your views and all that. Now, when I do it two or three years ago, I know I'm a bad guy. I'm negative. I'm all that. No, I'm super intelligent. I'm very smart at that point. Smarter than even the Miami Heat on that one. How do you like them apples? Smarter than Kendrick Perkins. You're not going to get much for Jimmy Butler anymore. Because the burden to trade him is a lot. So you're, 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 you're almost probably better off just keeping him for the last two seasons. Do not extend. And just play it out. You know? Unless somebody can actually offer you that they become desperate. But I don't believe there's a lot on the table for Jimmy Butler at this point. When I wanted to trade him, that's when you would have gotten something. When I wanted to trade X, that's when you would have gotten something. So it's not so much that I was right about both of those situations. And I took a lot of heat at that moment for that stuff because, of course, it's, you know, it's kind of negative at that point to say it when really I'm not trying to be negative. I'm actually being very pro-Dolphins and pro-Heat at that moment. You don't fan out there. Some of you don't realize it because most of you disagreed with me. Very few of you agreed with me to make those trades. So. You know, this is what we're this is what we got to live with now. This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. So the Heat have got some issues. They've lost seven in a row. They are 11 and five in their uh, five and 11 in their last 16, which is way more depressing than seven in a row five and 11 in the last 16 they've got the kings tonight 
I don't know why the Heat are favored by a point and a half. That is just absolutely weird, to be quite honest. And now we've got people on ESPN coming out and saying, oh, they should trade Jimmy Butler. This is the deal. This is what's coming out now. Trade Jimmy Butler. Time to trade for Jimmy Butler. And these are these weak-ass hot takes that we get on ESPN because, you know, it's so obvious. This is the stuff that fans come up with. You know, trade Butler now when it's, like, brutally obvious. And it's almost impossible to trade him. Most teams cannot take on Jimmy's ego. Most teams can't handle Jimmy's ego. Most teams will not want to pay him $50 million a year while he plays 65% of the games. and Maybe 50% of the games because some of the games he's playing, he's not even trying. So I don't need, brother, I don't even know it's 50. Maybe it's 35% of the games where he actually tries. Hard to trade for that. And then it's also very injury prone. So this is a guy that's going to miss games or take games off. It's interesting, right? So it sounds cute there. Oh, no, let's go trade Butler now. But Kendrick Perkins, of course, does not get it. So these are lazy takes. But that's all you get on ESPN. That's what you get on Fox, and that's what you get in local radio a lot of times. Lazy-ass takes. That's a lazy take. It's a lazy take because you didn't think about it. You didn't realize where they're at now with the salary, his age, his wear and tear, and who he is. How many teams, think about this, how many teams can take on Jimmy Butler, the character, the injury history, and salary? There aren't a lot. There aren't a lot of teams saying, yeah, we'll make $50 million. You know what they're going to do? They're going to unload bad salaries on you. That's what's going to end up happening. Now, if you trade him two or three years ago, you don't have the last couple of years of watching him not give a shit about the regular season. Because everybody in the league, in the world, knows that Jimmy Butler doesn't give a shit about the regular season. So it's really nice for Kendrick Perkins to go off and, hey, it fills some time, but it makes little to no sense because you waited too long to do it. You had to do it two or three years ago. Doing it now is going to be near impossible because most teams don't want him. And Philadelphia would have been the only real logical place because they're kind of desperate to get over the hump. I don't know. Have you seen anything on the Joel Embiid news yet? But I hope it's not a serious injury because if it is, they're out too now. That's like the only place I can think because Joel Embiid will fight for him. But they are going to give you, you know, something back. And it may not be a good salary. And it may be another player that's overpaid. So are you just better off? keeping Butler on your roster for the last two years that are left and just get out of the contract. And this is why I kept, you know, every time Ira tells me about extensions, I lose my mind. Okay. 
And Ira's been about giving him the extension. I would hope that, you know, writers locally change their tune. You know what I mean? Because it does not make any sense to give Jimmy Butler an extension. And trading him, you're not really, you know, if you're going to give me back Tobias Harris and I have to take that salary for that many years and he's overpaid, yeah, I'm not doing that. So Philly chose Tobias Harris over Butler. Now they realize they need Butler, not Tobias Harris. So we're going to give you Tobias Harris back if you give us Butler. Yeah, I, why make that trade? So let's just go through the two years and wait till and, and, and then get it off the books. I know they will be better because Spo is the man. He'll figure shit out. He's awesome. Spo is amazing. But at the same time, we know what this team is. They're not championship caliber. They don't have an they don't have that other star that they need. And we all love Bam Adebayo the player. Some of you unfortunately have a complete misunderstanding who he is as a player. And so he's not a star. And certainly Tyler isn't a star. So if you can't acquire a star, the Jimmy Butler thing doesn't work. You'll have some nice runs, but you're not you're not going to win a championship. We'll see what happens. I doubt they trade Butler, and I doubt they can acquire a star too in the process.